What's shaking, YouTube? And I welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the Cup Price Comic Book Shakers of the Week for the week of October 27th. Last cover price show until Halloween. So it's the last time we get ourselves some uh, some DJ lady style, bringing in some of that good, good uh, horror music here. So uh, let's uh, say uh, au revoir, which means goodbye in French since she's uh, French. So uh, shall we? Let's hop. Yeah. All right. Uh, while you guys are congating, some DJ lady style. <laughs> <laughs> Are you nervous? This is the night you've been waiting for, for... Welcome to the most disturbing moment of the year. Prepare yourselves to go into a new dimension. <laughs> That you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump of sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals, befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Yeah. Have to do the bars when we're talking about some shaker show game. Let's say what's good to people. And welcome in everybody. Thanks for showing up. Some fun stuff on the list today. So stick around. Yeah, relatively easy. Um, kind of Re relative to regular shakers list, I guess I should say. JB, say what's good to people. What's up, everybody? There's a shot. You got a couple of shots on this list, man. This one's going to be a good one. Sit back, everybody. Relax. We're going to take our time. This is a fantastic list. As always, you know what to do. Just smoke them if you got them and drink them if you got them. All right. This show is brought to our friends to our over at coverprice.com. For your price guides, collections, and trends, sign up for a two-week free trial or for $6.99 a month, which is the price of what? A McRib, because the McRib yeah. is back on its final tour. I had two of them today. Uh, let's see if I forget it later tonight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I started my uh, first just thinking about it. 
Yeah, this show's also sponsored by our friends over Bird City Comics. Use discount code LOTLB to get 15% off anything in the Bird City store, uh, including their exclusives. And tune in toward uh, later on in the end of the show. We're going to show you what's dropping tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, pretty cool book, actually. I mean, I had no idea it was based off a of video game. So uh, <clears throat> uh, you can use the discount code of LOTLB and save 15% on it. So uh, that's not too bad. Shows off sponsored by our friends and my staff. Sorry to obtain 10, 15, 20% or more. Join the 1% revolution. Let's get things started, boys and girls. This list is brought to our friends at Cover Price. <clears throat> Focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on the exclusive daily shakers list. This list changes several times every day. So make sure you check it every day to review some of the hottest trending books in the market, which we will do after we go over this carefully curated 10 that Matt DeVoe has selected for us. And uh, let's just get right off the bat. What a banger. Let's do it. So first book on the list is Amazing Spider-Man number four. This is the uh, Marvel 1963 edition it has been a few years since we saw a cdc 8.0 cell of amazing spider-man number four so it is no surprise a copy sold this week for more than double its previous high record part of this may be related to a few cdc 9.0s recently selling for north of 20k in 2019 8.0s were averaging 3500 but these days are gone as the latest sell hit $8,700. Uh, ASM number four is our first appearance of Sandman and also features the first time Spider-Man refers to himself as the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The cover art was by Steve Ditko with the story by Stan Lee. Uh, with all these things going for it, a seminal hero, fantastic villain, great period art, and a great writer, Early Amazing Spider-Man books have always proven to be popular with Spidey fans and comic book collectors alike, who consider them to be excellent long-term investments. Uh, there's a little bit of a note here. Although this recent sell was a record of 8700 certain sites are incorrectly claiming this high sell to be $10,000. Oh, that's interesting. I'm I thought people would at least... I thought people at least have a low grade copy of this. Lenny Cerner is the only one that has one. Um, I no, mean, you I know, don't have a four. Man, don't, nowadays great. you can't get it, but back in the day when five. you were collecting it, yeah. I mean, you know, first 50 issues of Spider Man are all, you know, that's like, you know, they're all unobtainable these days. Yeah. They're all the uh, Spider Man's Rogues galleries you get in, in those first, uh, you know, 50 issues. And then later on, you know, um, you know, Green Goblin and things like that. But now, yeah, great Rogues villains uh, right up there with Batman, dare I say. Uh, so Amazing Spider-Man number four from 1963, 8.7, 8,700 for an 8.0. Oof. Okay. All right. What do we got up next? Hey, I'm on the board. <laughs> I think people are going to get on the board with this one. I'm telling you. All right. Next up, we've got Avengers issue number 80, originally published in 1970 from Marvel Comics. Now, as the MCU continues to diversify with new themes and storylines, new character introductions are inevitable. Now, this inevitability has speculators and collectors scrambling for what's next. Red Wolf has been an established character in Marvel Comics for over 50 years. And while many different people have held the mantle, this issue was the first appearance. Now, Red Wolf, for many, seems like a surefire bet, considering his heritage and adaptability to screen. Various copies sold raw this past week, 
but a graded 9.8 CGC just sold for an astounding $18,000. This book was overlooked for decades, but seems to have finally made it to the collector radar. That's crazy. And I, dude, I, you know, I've been specking on this book for at least three, four years. Never can find it in anywhere near mint at all. I mean, mine is probably like a VF minus, but you know, Hey, you don't, I don't have to be nine point eight to get on the board, boys and girls. That's the beauty of this yeah. game. So, uh, Avengers number 80, the regular edition. I say that because there is a UK edition of this as well. If you want to go out mm. for that. So, uh, yeah. Avengers number 80 from 1970, 9.8 for 18 grand. All right. Well, you know, it couldn't be a shaker show without some of these, uh, pre-code horror books or crime books. Oh yeah. This is what we're Ooh. talking about here. We got, some, right. I love this cover. This is one of the best covers. Uh, this is crime suspense stories. Issue number 23 from EC in 1954. The cover of this book is on another level of Grizzly. There is very little left to, to the imagination. The cover unapologetically de depicts a man brutally strangling a woman with a crowbar. Needless to say, this book was published prior to the establishment of the Comics Code Authority. In fact, this book was used as evidence to establish the Comic Book Code Authority against or during the Senate investigation on juvenile delinquency of 1954. It may not be the first appearance, but what an awesome key book in history. A CGC 6.5 recently sold for a new high of $1,560. That's a steal. According to the CGC census, there are still higher grades out there, up to a 9.6. However, this is the highest grade sold so far, and it was for a decent bit of pocket change. Yeah, and that seems like a steal to me yeah. for, I, you, know, yeah. you know. I think all three of us are in agreement. That still seems yeah. fairly the, the High grade copies of this book is just. 1954. I mean, and high grade being relative, but like for this era and for like the history behind these types of books, a 6.5 is high grade because these things are all. Hidden and read till they fell apart, or they were either burned and, or ripped and probably up when like when that. seduction of the innocent came out mm -hmm. in Congress and all those, you know, there was probably mothers were looking in their kids' drawers or whatever, mm -hmm. ripping them up, or dare I say, you think they had book Gabe said people were burning them. Yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, stuff, so to so. survive in a six point five, I mean, that's well done. I mean, you know, it says a lot about Gabe that this is one of his favorite covers. Him, uh, this check means strangled with the crowbar. But uh, hey, man, <laughs> each, each his own. I'm not here. What to I do on my weekends is my own business. It's all yeah. your own business what you do with a creepy clown mask all right so the crime suspense story is issue number 23 from ec book ec from 1954 a steal i dare i say 6.5 for 1560 all right what do we got up next all right next up we've got man what a segue pay, yeah <laughs> pay attention to the cover but you know it's, it's what's inside the cover so we've got famous funnies issue number three originally published in 1934 from eastern color now famous funnies has been around forever that alone brings it with brings with it some recognition with when it's an influential book such as this but even more amplified especially in the aftermarket now starting as a 16 page comic strip periodically periodical it quickly morphed into a massive 68 page periodical it offered a bang for your buck well more like 10 cents actually to a populace at large suffering from the great depression the point is it made a lasting impact on a massive group of people and echoes of that influence still permeate today 
Yet, this particular issue features the first appearance of Buck Rogers in comics. Nice. Now, there have always been whispers and rumors of new content, like last year's George Clooney rumor, yet those have yet to surface with more solid confirmation. Yet, people still want this rarity, evidenced by a massive new high sale of $3,120 for a CGC 3.5. You ready for this, guys? It sold in that same grade last year for only $900. A gargantuan leap when many books are slumping. That even surpasses the CGC 5.0 that sold two years ago for two grand. But a premium is to be paid for this coveted early issue of the influential famous funnies. What's even crazier? is the CGC census is near barren with only 17 copies in the database. The highest grade being a 6.5. Could you imagine if that ever comes to market? Keep an eye out for another shattering high sale. Bro, I mean, in our lifetime, hopefully, uh, for most of us, this book will hit 100 years old. It's not that far away. I mean, we're talking 2034, right? I mean, that's only, you 12 know, years. Uh, yeah, 12, 12 years, years, less than 12 years apart. It's that's crazy. That, and then you're going to be, man, I could have had this 3.5 for $3,100. But uh, I love the uh, short people jokes on there too. Hey, no hitting below belt. And the dude is literally like the two feet tall. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Uh, okay. So uh, here, um, famous funnies issue number three from Eastern Color Comics, 1934. A 3.5 slow for $3,120. You got an absolute, there's some absolute steals in here, in my opinion. I mean, besides the, you know, the Spider Man book, but um, this book <clears throat> permeated my timeline and Instagram and it uh, made it from the top 10 list over to the Shaker Show. Would you look at that? Yep. Now we're talking about a Shaker number five here. This is a Giger. Is it Geiger or Geiger? Geiger. Is it Geiger? Okay, like a Geiger counter. Okay. Geiger number one. This is the fourth print Gary Frank variant cover. This is a one in 25 variant cover. Image Comics last year. When a comic first sees an option or development announcement, it immediately gets cleared out of sites like eBay. These cheaper copies get bought up and then uh, slowly replaced with additional copies at a higher price. For books with multiple variants, it's often tough to see what the hottest book will be. The debate always circles around what the better or rarer cover is. Yet the market tends to determine this as one cover that will quickly skyrocket above the rest. For uh, Geiger, the recently announced project in development at Paramount Plus, that front runner is now the fourth print 1 in 25 variant with an all green cover. It had multiple sales over $100 and just hit a new all-time high for a raw copy of $290 with one per store thank you variant and a hard to find diamond UK variant. This was a surprise. Yet yeah, it's always interesting to see what book wins wins the early race. That's right. You never know. That's amazing to me that this made it to a fourth print, and and then for the fourth print they had a one in twenty five variant for image. I mean, because 
it was just recently that people knew it was being uh, optioned, right? I mean, when it, you know, because nowadays sometimes comics come on to go, hey, by the way, uh, by the same time we're doing a comic, it's being optioned at the same time, you know, and so, you know, that pushes. But well, what does that out, say? That means the story must have been pretty damn good, right? For I bought, hell, I bought a couple of through... I bought a couple of covers because I just thought the cover was cool. Uh, there was one that was like a glow in the dark ghost type cover. It wasn't his face. I know that for sure. But it was like this kind of uh, shadowy glow in the dark figure or some shit. Um, I have to dig in my long boxes and find him and maybe I should slap it. I keep on saying that man but i'm, I'm so kind of over comics right now but um every time i sit down and go through my comics i'm just like end up just laying on the floor like oh god cow god take me away it's like well after our auction i was just like exhausted and i was like oh man i got now i gotta pack these books up and they were all over the place shout out to geek driven in the house um why well, you guys are uh way, we're halfway through the list so uh go to uh, get a uh, freshen up your beverage while we listen to our sponsor from my slabs the platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better myslabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots join a passionate no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. Yeah, so go on and sign up. You sell uh, lots, rare books, and slabs, too, as well as uh, trading cards, all kinds of stuff, man. The community has never been bigger on avenues on which you can buy, sell, trade, steal, whatever, man. It's all over the place. But uh, there we go. Geiger, issue number one, the fourth print, Gary Frank, one in 25 from Image from 2021. That's amazing to me that, you know, they were doing fourth print, and they were like, oh, yeah, order 25, and we'll get you this variant. And uh, But, you know, that just shows the market is still robust. I mean, you know, I don't I don't see a bubble bursting anytime soon. If anything, it's it's getting bigger. So um, um, we hope so. Just stay healthy. All right. Uh, get ready for your offer. Yeah, I want proof of life if anybody has this. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got Mongazine issue number 21, originally published in 1989 from Antarctic Press. Now, long before the 1997 Minxine and then the 1998 ongoing series, this Mongazine owned the key designation of being the first appearance of Sailor Moon in a mm. U.S. comic book. Now, eight years is one heck of a lead, yet... Antarctic Press featured several big manga-based properties in this magazine series, including the first U.S. comic book appearance of Dragon Ball. It was one of the first U.S. publications dedicated to American anime and manga fandom. It featured comics, news, reviews, profiles, and creator interviews. Despite Sailor Moon's new high sale of 250 bucks raw this week, this magazine series falls way below the radar of collectors. This is a great book to hunt for the wild. This is a great book to hunt for in the wild, as online copies are very hard to find and still continue to sell for a premium. Okay, if you think 1989, if you thought comics were big, manga 
has been big since like what the 50s the 60s especially in japan and i, mean, I think it, right now it's probably at the highest level ever where i mean i was just talking about uh you know k-pop or G, uh, japanese idols or, or whatever but everything like japanese korean has as you know from netflix shows to adaptations on netflix shows that manga has has seen the research i mean we've seen weird things like sailor moon and uh all these other interesting things that come over from the manga world i mean just wait till there's a macross movie i cannot what that needs to be done i mean i know it's been in development i'm not just saying that because i had the first appearance of macross you know, a real book. life macross like a, a, it's live action macross yeah live, live action, action live yeah, action li <clears throat> live action robotech for you people who saw it in the u.s macross yeah but macross kind of is like it, it follows generations of 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 them um and uh it's a whole another rabbit hole to go down to if you um 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 what is the name of the the fighter jet that turns into a robot in macross help me out here in a live chat the funny thing i had a conversation with my doctor and he was like yeah man i collect these and i was like good lord those are expensive uh what are they called good lord those are expensive so the uh, fighter jet that turns into yeah they they are in a fighter jet and then it turns into a mech um not the valkyrie close though it's it's something else i'm in the live chat yeah first one that uh it's, yeah uh, we'll get a marvel no it's, it's not a valkyrie it's something else it's f something or something along those lines first generation um god damn it vf1 says real fake comics yeah um no? i'd sweat into my tongue now Phoenix? i can't find it but now yeah. see Rick Hunter was oh, the name of the dude, whales. but uh, I'll, I'll look it up right now. So you guys are all over the place. But all right. Uh, Mag Magazine number 21 from Man Actor Press, 1989 for 250 in a raw. No grade. Here's an interesting book. This one's fun. Yeah, this one's fantastic. I love this one. This is a Savage Dragon uh, issue 156. This is a Herb Trimpy Hulk number 156 homage cover. That was a 1 in 10 variant from Image Comics 2010. Cover swipes and homage covers are a daily occurrence when it comes to variant covers. While many feature fantastic re uh, <clears throat> redemptions, most tend to feel overdone and exhausted. It takes a certain set of parameters and conditions for one to escalate in price. Typically, rarity and content news are big drivers behind those factors. Yet there are plenty of occurrences where a cover becomes expensive because collectors simply just want it. This particular 1 in 10 variant of Savage Dragon 156 has multiple things going for it. First, it is an homage of, of Incredible Hulk 156, created by Herb Trempe. This is not a common book to homage, yet the creators of this cover were thoughtful and chose a fun cover to match. It's the same issue number as the other one has as well. Then they're lucky enough to get the same artist to recreate their original version. Mix in a rare run and 10 uh, ratio when very few collectors who are picking up the series and you have a super rare, hard to find, un underused homage by the original artist itself. While, well, excuse me, while Roz can fetch around $80, this week it hit a new high for a CGC 9.6 of $860. This is a perfect example of when a cover swipe is perfectly executed. I have to get this book now. This is actually my birthday book in the original. The whole yeah, so all you guys are birthday book. All you guys are right. Uh, I was I, I was looking for the word, for the word Veritech. 
but a Valkyrie it falls under Veritech. Yeah, you're right, unknown comic. But uh, yeah, there's uh, I just had to. There's a Veritech. There's a VF Modet uh, Vector Fighter Veritech Cyclone VH. All kinds of cool stuff. So yeah, man. Uh, that was Macross in my jam, but we're not talking about Macross anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's one of those things when you're like, what were they called? But uh, if you ever look at the uh, the toys or models for them, they fetch big dollars, man, for those uh, Veritech fighters and stuff. I mean, and plus, plus one of the coolest things I saw when I was a kid. So uh, rest in peace, her trippy, man. So Savage Dragon number 156 uh, for um, $860 and a 9.6. Wow. Who would have thunk? That's crazy, but uh, not something that's you know that just goes to show like when things that are not often homage get homaged, you know what? Then I think people are now post pandemic. Let's put it that way. I think people want to look for that. Like I have a um, a Art Adams homage of a Fantastic Four cover that nobody else has has ever like uh, homage before. So I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But uh, I have to go and and dig for it. Um, but when I saw it, you know, I immediately said I need to have it. And there's also a a book that uh, Tyler Kirkham did that was an X Factor book. Because when I saw it, I go, why does this look familiar? And I went digging down. I said, here it is. It's like, thank God I had you know, I had some brain cells left. I could find it. So Savage Dragon number 56, a homage to uh, Hulk 156, 1 in 10. Uh, sold for $860. Good job. All right. Well, I'm back on the board. Here's a chance for everybody to get back. And this is a pretty yeah, issue. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree 100%. This is definitely a chance to get back on the board. And you gotta you gotta gotta follow along with me. I had to read this a couple times. So next up we've got Warlock issue number nine, originally published in 1975 from Marvel. Now I find it odd that Marvel kept the numbering for this issue after two years since the previous issue, which was titled Power of Warlock. And that was a continuation of Strange Tales 181. Now, what's more important, though, is the introduction, albeit in a flashback, of the in-betweener, a cosmic entity on the level of Galactus. With Fantastic Four set to appear on screen, will this prompt more cosmic entities to appear in the MCU? Galactus is a shoe-in, but the in-betweener may be a stretch, although they did battle in Silver Surfer issue number 18. Now, whatever the case may be, this book has gone from a $500 book graded in 9.8 in 2020 to a now record sale of $1,300 on October 23rd. That's out of this world, man. I got to get mine graded now. I know that in between her is quite arguably one of my the coolest costumes in the comics ever. If you ever seen the the in between her, um, I think he's an agent of of Lord Chaos and 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 the other uh, Lord Chaos and and uh, uh, Master Lord, whatever. There's he's two in the other of the universe. Yeah, exactly. And now that James Gunn has gone off to do DC, let, I hope they power up the Elders of the Universe. We didn't quite get that with the Grandmaster. Uh, and the, I mean, there's a whole slew of them I, at one point, about four or five years ago, I was collecting all the first appearances. We're talking about the gardener, the stranger, the in-betweener. I mean, all these characters, right? Eternity, infinity. I mean, there's some great stuff there. So, um, you know, if, I mean, if, you know, James Gunn is off to do DC stuff, uh, I hope they can do the Marvel cosmic stuff and more, uh, on a, power level that they should be you know what i'm saying like uh you know like you know the collector and the grandmaster were 
they weren't really powered in the MCU in Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. So um, I want to see them all powerful. I want to see all the elders in the universe. And maybe we'll get it in Secret Wars because part of that storyline in 2015 is the Beyonder race kills all the elders of the universe. And that's how they were able to mm -hmm. kind of come in and cause the convergence and all that stuff. So uh, speaking of which, yo, man, the uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is getting some great early initial reactions. Uh, there was a new trailer to drop today. You got to see Shuri in full-blown back. It looks like she's going to be full-on Black Panther in it. There's some cool yeah. fight scenes. And there may be two because there was two Black Panther helmets in the newest trailer. So, Ooh. yeah. So pay attention to that. I, and I you missed get, that. I missed yeah, that. Yeah. You get to see how powerful Namor is, too. He's pretty badass. So, man, November 11th. I cannot wait, man. So, you know, hey, two good, good movies in a row. Two good movies in a row. One from DC, one from Marvel. What the hell's going on, man? I mean, what you know. What is going on? What man? was the good yeah. DC movie? Black Adam, dude. <laughs> Black Adam. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was an entertaining film. I'll, I'll put it that that way you know what i'm saying but you know what i'm not asking for shakespeare when i watch a comic book film you know what i'm saying i set your level let's settle your level of expectation i mean it, it has all the tropes of a movie comic book <laughs> movie though right from a giant beam going to the sky to a forgettable villain to a cgi just orgy at the end but you know what <laughs> i was prepared for it and i was like i was down you know so uh yeah man i hope they do more so uh, and then we got james gunn is going to head up the new dcu no more DCEU. So we'll see what James Gunn can do with the cosmic characters. Um, also got, uh, you know, I want to bring back the Lords of Longbox uh, uh, sh news show where we just talk about news of the in the comic book TV. I'm down for that. that would and we're just going to go through the articles and see how it affects us as, as a collector base because, you know, people are uh, used to remember the old Lord show. Because um, um, if I read right, uh, Green Lantern's been scrapped. The Green Lantern Corps has been scrapped, and it's just going to be a John Stewart solo film now. Uh, so I mean, Let's a lot do of things. A show, Tivo. Let's talk yeah. about it. Well, man, I, you know, two shows in one week is a lot, man. So we'll see what day uh, it is. I don't want to step in anybody else's toes. So um, you know, Wednesdays maybe. I don't know. Sunday at three a.m. How many times do people up? step on your toes for this? People stomping on our feet. People stomp on my talking about. Hey, man. There used to be a professional courtesy between here, YouTubers man. that you know. Well, man, you know, I can say that back because back in two thousand sixteen. There was a handful of us, and we were like, "Hey, when are you going live? I'm going this. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go live after you." So and there's almost a hand. There was almost a handoff. It's like, "Hey, we're, you know, we're gonna wrap up right here and go ahead and head on over to the Lord Show." Is they're yeah. going off next? Yeah. Speaking of toe smashers, there's such repressible defects, man. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, man. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, back in the day, it was you know, it was us, comic fanatics, you know, uh, some other shows, uh, and you know, NY Warriors, and you know, we'd be like, "Yo, who, when are you going live? Well, we're gonna go live here," because you know, back then. We didn't want to cannibalize views, but now I mean I can't blame it because the community is so big, right? It's just Dude. everybody, you know, wants to do something. So but there's know, only so many time slots too, you know. Hey man, we've been doing a regular time slot of Thursday used to be our regular time slot. Every day, Thursday, 6 p.m. And then we just did yeah. Tuesdays and then Thursdays. And then, you know, and then JLS Comics used to be on after us. JLS Comics stopped. So we just kind of put our flag in the ground. So, yo, we're Tuesdays and Sunday at 6 o'clock, and that's it, man. And then after us, go check out Near Nirvana. And then, you know, whoever else can be consistent. Uh, so <laughs> Warlock number nine, the regular edition, because there's a UK edition as well. So whenever you see regular edition on this, this typically means there's a UK edition. So if you get price out of this one, Go get the UK edition if you're in the UK or in eBay. You can find normally you can find these on eBay. I find some really interesting books on eBay. Like I got a Turkish edition of Amazing Fantasy 15 book before, which is really Turkish. cool. The new, the new Amazing Fantasy 15 that homages the original Amazing Fantasy 15. 
Um, but it's a, it's like a Turkish edition. So you'd be amazed. And this was man. listed in the U.S. or were you like doing that thing where you're like looking? No, at I was on eBay and it eBay popped up. Over it was a slab copy and I was like, I want it. I just because I like weird, you know, quirky. I have a bunch of like master kung fu's that are in like French and, and you know, and so I have a Mexican issue of Saga number one. So uh, there's some Ooh, good finds out there for international books, which it's not a secret anymore. But uh, get ready for an offer. I'm pretty. I, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident this, this is over. Yeah, these things don't exist. <laughs> uh, we're talking about this is the uh, this is something that's of uh, me and Tivo's heart. This is Wizard, but this is the Ashcan number oh, one. I want this so bad, dude. When this came up and I saw it sell, I, I went looking for one. These things are impossible. These things are super ghosts. Uh, this is Wizard Entertainment 1991. We've covered Wizard number one here before, but have you ever seen the Ashcan? Well. Going back a bit, Wizard creator uh, Garib Seamus' parents owned and operated a comic, a comic book and card shop in Nanette, New York, where Garib worked. After completing college, Garib found himself without a job in a downturn market and had to move back in with his parents and return to working at the comic book store. The first week after speaking, it sounds to like 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that first week after speaking with customers asking what books were worth, he decided to publish his own weekly eight page newsletter about various industry news, what books were hot, a calendar of upcoming releases and more. It became so popular at the age of 22, it inspired him to create wizard, the guide to comics. Yet in May, 1991, this prototype was first created and mailed to early customers to test and flesh out the business concept before handing it to the printers and launching with the official first issue in July of 1991. The rest is comic book history. This is the first ash can we've ever seen come to market, and it quickly sold at auction for $921 raw. It's hard to say when another one will pop up, but it, it, but it will likely go for way more than this copy what's amazing about this is i mean they are the precursor to everything that we do and other shows do cbsi or whomever has the top 10 you know it was wizard that started that you know uh i mean this is and now you think about it you know pocket price guide nowadays is your phone literally right you pull out your phone right. but this was a pocket price guide Four by one and a quarter by five and a half uh, predates Wizard by, you know, um, you know, by uh, like months. Right. But I remember like, yo, you know, you know, somebody make a price guide that small. I mean, before Overstreet or, you know, before I knew about Overstreet, when I was in like, uh, what, fifth grade, when I really started seriously collecting and I was buying comics on my own money. Before that, I got hand-me-downs in the first and second grade, like Amazing Spider-Man should have kept them. But um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I would look in the Marvel comics. I don't know if DC, I think DC comics had them as well. Do you guys remember the mile high ad that would show the prices for books? Yeah, I've actually, I've been taking a bunch of photos for, you know, my, my whatnot sale thing. And, and it was at the center. I've been yeah. taking pictures of centerfolds and at the centerfold of these books is this huge mile high and you call it a price guide, but I thought that was it like was their it was their the it was their pricing it was their yeah pricing. their pricing which people would then inherently use as a guide 
as exactly. to what the market was bearing. But it, it, was, it was only the this, big books. Like you would see yeah. like Hulk, even back then, Hulk 181 was in there. This and that. And that was like before I found out about Overstreet. And then uh, obviously in the 90s, the Wizard came out. You know, one of the first things you did when you flipped through was the price guide at the end. And it showed if books were hot or cold by uh, the color, remember, like green or yellow or red and what was going up. And obviously they had their, their top 10 books. I mean, you know, that predated everything, if you think about it, you know, before – um, you know, cover price, you know, was using data driven analytics to say this is what the, you know, the top 10 is. But, you know, back then it was like Wizard and, you know, man, you know, too bad whoever owns Wizard uh, doesn't bring it back. I think even though people are like, ah, we don't care about magazines, people will buy a Wizard magazine. You know what I'm saying? The nostalgia feels. Yes. And, and if you guys sign do, me up. Hell yeah. yeah. And if you guys want to do I a show, man, good. sign me up. I'll be part of the Wizard <laughs> Entertainment World team, man. Shit. We'll be mean, reporting on what Wizard be drop. I would do it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The last time Wizard really was big was when they used to have the Wizard World shows. Remember? Uh, I mean, that was, and then they just went bye bye. I mean, G4 TV, bye bye. They're no longer here, too, because uh, they had a horrible launch of just, you can't have a TV channel or or 24 whatever programming just about video games, right? The original G4 TV was awesome because they talked about movies, horror. The right. Blair Butler yeah. did it. And then play. later out, they would they would play anime and they would play like yeah, you know, X Play, all yeah. these show, Olivia Munn, all these great people. I meant uh Blair Butler did a segment that uh every week just on comic books. They would talk about the new comic books coming out, they would have creators come on there. So uh rest in peace, G4. You should have never came back. Uh or you should have came back differently. Like maybe Wizard World can come back and do a magazine, because I think people would love it. It's there's such great magazines if you never flip through them. It's just like all like wizard it's just like dc marvel image dark horse image everybody's trying to get their you know to they would have articles and how to draw something it was just awesome i think they would they would do well i'm gonna find out who owns wizard entertainment i'm gonna be like yo man you think you sold it? it there's somebody owns it somebody i'm owns pretty sure it. gary shaman still owns it i just don't think they do anything with it anymore just yeah i need to reach out the plug yeah, I knew you to do a documentary. Where is Gary Seamus? And then it's like, there what's you go. going on? Like that uh, documentary, Finding Steve Ditko. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen that, check it out. Drink if you're playing at home. I brought up a documentary you should watch. But this is uh, right. by the BBC. And they go and they look for Steve Ditko. You don't know. Is a very he's an isolationist follower of Ayn Rand. So he like really shuns the spotlight. So he wouldn't go on camera. But the guy actually went up and met Steve Ditko and talked to him. And Steve Ditko like gave him some books. And he was like, you know, that was the best moment in my entire life. And I think at one point, a British comic book writer went with them. I'm trying to think who it was. It was like Grant Melwerson or Mark Miller or one of those cats went with them to go meet Steve Ditko in his offices in Manhattan. It's it's a great documentary. So uh, there you go. I brought up a documentary. <laughs> Neil documentary. Gaiman, yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, was it, yeah, was it was Neil Gaiman that went with them? Yeah, it was Neil Gaiman. Yeah, yeah, one of those British. You don't realize how many British writers there are in comic books. It's it kind of mind-boggling how many British writers there are. Which is when you think, right? Wizard Ashcan, the pocket size price guide, coming in number nine. What's the last one for today? Don't go away, boys and girls. Want to reveal what's dropping tomorrow on Bird City Comics, and we can see what's shaking today. Ooh, the Bird City Comics early reveal. I like it. All right, next up, the final one on the list. We've got Wolverines. Issue number two, the Alex Maleev 1 in 25 variant originally published in 2015. Now, a raw copy of Wolverine's issue number two, 1 in 25 variant just sold this week for a new high sale of 70 bucks. 
Now, this stunning rendition of Mystique was done by legendary artist Alex Maliv. In the age of world-class cover artist, Maliv's work sometimes goes underappreciated when compared to his peers. Now, according to Comicron.com, there were approximately 44,000 copies of this book ordered by retailers. While it's far from being exceptionally rare, it's hard enough to find in the wild to command a premium price. Now, we continue to see scarcity rewarded in a market that continues to punish high print run keys. Yeah, so shout out to Comicron, man. If you have a YouTube channel and you're looking for content, the com- the the guy that runs Comicron, very uh, 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 approachable, and I had him on a show, and they basically been tracking sales data for decades, right? Uh, but I will say this, though. Um, he's not as entertaining as you would think, so you kind of have to keep it going. Yeah. He's very data analytics driven. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Wolverine's number two, the Alex Maliv, one in 25 million from 2015. State. Yeah, but yeah, I have it on, uh, I think it's still on the Lord's channel when I had him on Comic uh, Con. So I, tomorrow, boys and girls, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, plush number one drops from Image Comics, it's uh, limited to 500. Uh, uh, it's a, um, it's a, what's his name? John Jiang. It's a collaboration, John Jiang for, for Instagram. Uh, and it's an homage to Poppy Playtime, which is a horror based ah, PC game. I had never heard of Poppy Playtime. Uh, you know, so I was like, you know, anyway, but this is homage to Poppy Playtime. It's a John Jiang uh, limited to 500. Use the discount code of LOTLB tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, for you get 15% off this or anything in the Bird City comic store. So uh, there you go, man. So uh, make sure you guys peep it out. Uh, shall we see what's shaking today, boys and girls? As I do a only if we can do it list. only only if you, we can do it seamlessly. By the way, shout out to everybody in the live chat. If you're enjoying tonight's show and you haven't already done so, take a moment. Go hit that thumbs up. It's good for the algorithm. It- <laughs> Did you oh, say man. seamless? Seamless. We were looking oh. for the seamless transition. Oh well, shit. That's all you had to say, man. That's what we're gonna go. uh, do, 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 Still do, waiting do, do. on that seamlessness. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Boom. That's a seamless. Oh, you get that's how you do. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the uh, top ten, as you can see. Uh, Young blood, close and close and dear to our hearts. There's profit on there Ge- two times. Yeah. No way. Geiger. Getting to love the first copy. This is the regular first print, I think. Uh, I, I think I have that one. Um, anyway, uh, you highest units moved. See young blood moving again. It's a high print run. Uh, DC first vampires, a lot more interesting. And of course, like Ryan says, spawn number always one on pops like I herpes. It's always on the list uh, <laughs> every six months or so. But we're to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. Oh, oh, look at oh, that. Oh, showing off. Look at you. Yeah, but not these are the big big bangers here, man. Uh, I remember for the longest time this Daredevil book was obtainable in like a four point five. You can get it for like maybe three grand, right? Um, not uh, anymore. <laughs> uh, three point oh for forty four hundred, still not bad, uh, if you ask me. But two hundred fifty grand for a nine point eight, holy Good cow! Lord. This is like the last like Silver Age affordable book there was. Ex- exactly. Like, it was. Yeah. Because yeah. you think about it, Hulk, X-Men, Avengers. Uh, it was it was Daredevil and FF were like the last ones that nobody cared about. And, they and were FF cheap. was just criminally underpriced, right? Yep. Criminally underpriced. So We uh, need to check out this lady fighting this octopus over here. Come on, man. 
Giant size <laughs> X-Men, uh, my first appearance Silver Surfer, four grand. That's gonna go up, I think. Um, but a top all top comics from Fox. Look at her. Dude, she's dope. I would not be fucking with her. <laughs> yeah, she's, gonna, she's gonna smash that octopus right in the eyeball. Ink's gonna come out, and you know, uh, three grand for a 4.0 for a book from 1949. Not bad at all. Baker cover, good, good knowledge, Liger style. Yeah, there's my Kang book. I hope this jumps up with the uh, recent uh, footage they've shown. I'm gonna be showing this book off pretty soon. I got mine signed. Uh, but look at this. Come on now. Come on now. Menace Ooh. issue number one. Oh, this is there is really one, one head too many. That is horrifying. Uh, more tales of maddening menace on sale monthly. The man who couldn't move. Uh, poor Mr. Watkins. What they, you know what I saw the other day? That's a really good horror flick that you guys should see is the prequel to the Conjuring films. The Nun. Holy mm-hmm. shit. That movie's fucking creepy, man. If uh, The Nun? The nun, no. yeah. She's so it takes place looking, takes place in a monastery in Romania in the ni- in the fifties. As you all know, nothing good comes from Romania in you know in an old monastery, right? You know, Transylvania, Romania, same thing, man. It's all it's all bad, man. Hey, so Tivo, can you go back to that bad. king real quick? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just interested because it's a six point five and it's like a little over a thousand dollars. That's which one? Which, which one? The, the first king, the the yeah. Avengers eight. 1800 bucks is pretty cheap for a 6.5. That's super. Yeah, low. you got to steal. Yeah. Like, wait till he actually shows now, what's up. What's the market? The highest known value is uh, 9.8 for 16 grand. Uh, That's not bad either. I mean, what was that one we were talking about earlier? That was the uh, the Warlock was like 18 grand, right? So yeah. for a 9.8. Yeah. Oh, this is crazy. Dope. I love these uh, Golden Age uh, Superman books. Um, 1948, Superman 53, The Origin of Superman. Dope. Nice. 1800 for 4.0. Hmm. Um, watch out for those action comics, number one. They're going to go up in price after Black Adam. <laughs> Just kidding. Get out of here. Oh, Tebow, yeah. your um, Tomb of Dracula 10, is that graded or do you own a raw one? Uh, mine is slabbed. Uh, slabbed? You selling yeah, it? Yeah, slide and signed. And mine is a, I think mine is a 9.0. Um, where to go? Oh, this is the yeah, Tomb of Dracula number ten. Uh, doesn't it say here when I click on here? So what even is- with the uh, you know, the news of this Blade movie getting kind of kicked uh, ahead a couple years, or maybe who knows what's going to happen with it. Doesn't seem to have hurt the Blade aftermarket as that book is. I mean, six point oh for twelve fifty seems pretty cheap to me. When you think about. When you think about like uh, first appearance of Moon Knight in the six point five dude or six point it was asking big bucks. But I'm gonna sell mine as soon as uh, there's like you know him in costume saying shit. I mean he said something at the end of the Eternals, but you know I mean you know people need proof of life. You know they need to see him on screen moving around to believe it's real. So you know I have a feeling he'll make a guest appearance before this uh, Blade solo film comes out. Headlines, headlines. Yeah, look at that Phantom Lady. From uh, wow, another one from Fox Comics. Oh, look at that. Look, look, look at the one, don't look at the one before on this. Ooh. Uh, whoa, yeah. She's smoking hot. Yeah, we're talking 1948. Yeah. Keep going. Some... Got a couple more. <laughs> Damn. You can spend all day. I meant. That's the beauty of this website. You can get lost in here just going through the books. The shaker list could end up taking you hours. The ace it of did yeah, kind of a useless costume with a cape there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but Phantom Lady, man, uh, who would have thunk? I wonder if that's uh, 
uh, Fox uh, end up being bought by DC or somebody. I'm trying to think. Um, so I, this is the book that I own in a Turkish edition, I do believe. Uh, one Turkish. of these because they have done multiple iterations of this amazing fantasy, like multiple volumes. Um, but uh, yeah, Ghost Rider. Uh, oh, Hawkman. Look at that. This is the first appearance of. Uh, oh, oh, damn it. Let me log in again. What first appearance hell? of Zatanna. Yeah, first password is Zatanna. password. Everybody, just yeah, password is password. <laughs> uh, there's a new release. Let me get back to the shakers. I see that um, first appearance of uh, John Stewart sold on here. I swear I was watching yes. that on eBay. I was watching yeah. this copy. I think. Yeah, I well, with the news. Oh, you, yeah, you think you were actually watching this? I think copy this is the one. That, yeah, I was looking at one. I was twelve hundred bucks, and I was like, "All right, I got some books. I'm gonna try and move." And it just didn't wow. happen. A nine point oh sold uh, yesterday for nine fifty seven. Yeah, this is gonna be. This is a good book, I think. I mean, it's yeah. it's John Stewart. I mean, it's like sixty five hundred for nine point eight. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty go. I mean nineteen seventy one. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you know, a lot of kids grew up on that version of the Green Lantern because they're from the uh, from the Justice League uh, animated shows, right? Yeah, you know? that's, yeah, that's I remember because when the Ryan Reynolds movie first came out or was starting to come out, people were like, "Isn't Green Lantern a black guy?" I'm like, yeah. Well, what? Yeah, that's the one everybody knows. Is the exactly. one Justice League cartoon. Yeah, look at this crazy Submariner costume. Dude, that costume is dope. <laughs> that's. That looks like Kirby. Is that Kirby? That looks definitely like Kirby. Kirby-esque at least. Because uh, they get the, by the Fantastic Four floating heads. Prince Namor, the Savage Submariner. 850 and a 9.8. I think this like, might be like a Herb Trempy or like a... Uh, not Sabra Sama, but it's, I don't think it's yeah. Kirby. But it's a cool cover. That's the costume which David went with, with like the, the wings. Yeah. So you can hover, I guess. Um, Scooby Dooby Doo. Scooby Doo's on the list. Is this the first appearance of Scooby Doo? Yes, that? it is. It first is. appearance of Scooby Doo in the comics from Western Comics in 1970. Scooby Doo number one from Hanna and Barbera. A 3.5 or 700 bones, man. Six we had that one book on here a couple of weeks ago. That was the first like ad in a comic book for the Scooby Doo. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Now that's uh, the first Dark Hold right there. Number yes, four. Yes, it right? is. First appearance of the yes. Dark Hold. 9.4735. Damn it. I have like all of them except for this one because I've <laughs> been showing up for Werewolf by Night Wednesday. Uh, good old Grendel here. Too bad to show it. The, the movie got canceled. But uh, yeah. This, this is one of those books, though, that if like you're a Grendel fan and you want his first appearance, it's going to be a good time coming out to get this. Book. Yeah. It, it never gets cheaper, does it? Yeah. Not, especially after we just going Good luck finding it. Jesus. Good luck. Is this the first appearance of no, there's a the Neil Adams cover first, right the there? First, uh, Baku? Oh, Killmonger. First Killmonger. Yeah. yeah, 628 and 9.2. Uh 9.8 uh, sold went back and when the height of it. Um, I guess you know they're the they're people are mum on the um they can't say anything, they can't do anything yet because they're that you know one right there, that Batman. They can only do That's reviews, the reaction, but they can't get into spoiler territory. So, um, in a few days, when the embargo lifts for reviews, and you're going to see full spoiler reviews, and we'll see what really is going on. Um, there's only one mid-credit scene, so um, um, we'll see if it's Doctor Doom. I don't think it it's is. It's just though. classic cover, and it is classic cover. Yeah, this is from 1970. Neil Adams, six fifty for six point five, forty-two grand for a nine point eight. Holy cow! Woo! Whenever I see this cover, high grade copy. That thing. Yeah. Whenever I see this cover, 
I think it's older than 1970. I for some reason I saw a Darkwing Duck that homaged this. I thought it was cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now let's look at film Ooh. fun from 1942. That's a straight pin up. Yeah, this is for our boys all were off at sea in 19 or it's kind of stuff they could paint it on the side of an airplane back then. Yep. Hey. That's that's dope. From Dell Comics, we've been around for a minute, man. Film fun. Who, who is that film from Patel? If anybody can tell me, let's see what other ones they had. Whoa, now. Ooh. Now we're talking. These are all great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the 40s, these guys. This is, a, yeah, this is, this is super racy for the 40s. Yeah. This is super Blondes racy for Britain. for the 40s, man. That's classic. That's like, a, you know, classic pinup. Um, yeah, with the uh, the fur coat and everything. Yeah. yeah, look up Art of Olivia on Instagram if you want a classic uh, pinup artist. Uh, Art she kicks of ass. Olivia. Yeah, Olivia de Barrentis, I believe her name is. Uh, I had a book signed by her. She does pinup uh, all the time. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she does a comic cover, like she did a Vampirella cover and some other. But she is like one of the famous artists of her time. Uh, she's still alive and kicking. I've seen her at a sh- at shows a couple of times before too. So, uh, the Art of Olivia. Um, hey, I got this. This is the book that's really underpriced, I think. First, first high evolutionary, yeah, yes. dude. Look at that 7.0 for 550, dude. That's Damn. from 1966. I guess you know, you know, 9.4, 4,500. You know, um, you know, I guess it's going to take people to see him show up in the movie. I mean, you know, I guess San Diego Comic Con was enough to see him. In is full... that that's a great Zek cover, right? Isn't that Zek? Oh, yeah, that's uh, Wolverine and uh, Wolverine Annual or the Captain America, yeah. Annual? Captain yeah. America, I love that cover. This is one of the greatest covers of all time. Like, this it thing is homaged is. almost as much as like ASM 300, I think. This is Freaking I love fantastic this book. So, back in the 80s, man, anytime you can get like you know Wolverine or the X Men in a book, it, it would immediately be hot. Same with the Punisher, like the Punisher main appearance, like uh, like the Micronauts go along, and then there were the, the X Men appeared in a comic, and then it made that just everybody wanted that comic, right? Because it, it was, yeah. you know, yeah. everything was X Men, X Men, X Men all the time. I would love uh, to see him like recreate that cover in the MCU, like some kind of fight yeah. scene between Wolverine and Captain America would be great. Since it's Halloween, we'll end it off with look, uh, uh, Marvel Spotlight number two, first appearance of Werewolf by Night, uh, $509 for 5.0. I have it's not a, bad. Yeah, but that was like a that was like a forty dollar book like a year and a half yeah, ago. Probably. I have I had yeah, an eight point and then I cracked it and got it signed and it came back at seven point five. But it's double oh. signed by Neil Adams and I think Roy Thomas. Ooh. Oh well, that yeah. that makes up for that. Damn, that makes yeah, that makes yeah. up for it. Especially now Neil Adams passed away or anything. But uh, yeah, this is uh, another great frame cover. So uh, yo, let's hope we see more of War of My Night and Man thing, man. That was uh that's it, boys and girls. I hope you guys enjoyed us uh, uh, keeping you held captive all this time. Um, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Thanks for hanging out with us. Remember, check out Bird City Comics tomorrow, boys and girls, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific for Plush Number 1, which is an homage to Poppy Playtime, a PC horror game. That's right. That thing looks horrific now that I look at it. That Poppy Playtime thing. I got to look up the gameplay for that now. Um, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Use discount code LOTLB to save 15% off anything in the Bird City's comic store. Uh, any last words, Gabe? Uh, Gabe? Thanks again, everybody, for showing up. I hope we all learned a little bit of something new with this list like we usually do every week. Uh, give us a thumbs up, and I hope everybody has a great night. See you next week. JB, any last words? 
Yeah, I just wanted to mention to everybody that I will not be here next week as I am going to be taking a little vacation. I'm going to be uh, celebrating the big 5-0 this weekend. Oh, yeah. Is that and, the cruise? Uh, we're, ta- we're taking a cruise. Yeah, we're, we're right. taking that. We're taking a cruise. I'm taking the mother-in-law and the kids. And Oh, boy. I, know I had to throw that in there. But, man, maybe she'll help me with the kids. <laughs> well, let's hope you come out Ebola-free or whatever. Yes, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, like, it's a petri dish for her. And you can't jump off a cruise ship. It's just, yeah. So uh, we'll see you guys uh, Tuesday for the Cup of Price Top 10. I shipped out all the books from the auction wins. So I hope you got it. Also, the books uh, for the winners for the 1 million views contest. Uh, from Bird City Comics should have shipped too. And then you got your, the winner got your cover price membership as well. So uh, all things are taken care of, except for one book I still need to ship out to somebody. So uh, don't worry. I remember it's uh, something devil, something or other. I don't know. I'll get to whenever. I've been feeling like under the weather for like four days now. I'm like, it's it's the game of allergies or COVID or is it just a cold? I don't know. So <laughs> we shall see, man. If not, then I can go to uh, Hollywood this weekend for uh the Hollywood Forever Cemetery Day of the Dead uh, Festival, which is awesome. I go every year, man. And, oh, that uh, sounds you, great. You guys uh, uh, out, out in Hollywood Forever, go check out the Day of the Dead Festival over there. Good music, great food, and uh, just great people wearing Day of the Dead uh, regalia. It is pretty awesome, man. So, so next time, boys and girls, keep digging in the long boxes. Peace out.